This is the Career Thrivers Podcast. We're a tribe for people at a crossroads in your career, personal life, or in your business. My name is Brittany, and I spent 12 years climbing the ladder in corporate America until my mother's unexpected death. I can vividly remember returning to work and realizing that there was more that I wanted to contribute, that perhaps the life that I was building wasn't in alignment with my passion and purpose. I learned that resilience is less about bouncing back and more about how to thrive through ambiguity and transition. The aim of this podcast is to help us feel confident in our decisions, no matter which way we go at the crossroads. Let's thrive together. Welcome back. Career Thrivers Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Cole, and I am so excited about our conversation today. We have Dawn with us, and Dawn is an award-winning sales professional. She has over 15 years of experience in the pharmaceutical industry, ranging from sales to training and development to brand management. So welcome to the podcast, Dawn. Thank you, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm just thrilled. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to dive into this conversation and learn a little bit more about your career transition. Specifically today, we thought we would really dive into kind of two aspects. One, relocating. I think it's it's the it's the dreaded (laughs) part. comes with like being promoted within uh, corporate America, but then also you made this like really big transition from sales to marketing. So I guess let's just start out. Tell us a little bit about your career story and who is Don Holtz? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Well, first of all, I have to say I am a product of Miss Edna May, who was my mother, Mm -hmm. (laughs) born and raised in Jamaica, you know, moved from Jamaica to Minnesota um, and just found a way of life of, you know, raising three kids independently as a single parent. And I, and I want to mention that because that represents the firm foundation that I stand on of resilience and strength and endurance and just being able to really have that enabling level of grit, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to start by that, by saying and sharing that because that really does serve as my value base. So with that being said, um, yeah, so my career has not been linear. I'll say, I'll start by saying that at first, right? So when I went into college, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I dabbled with the idea of going to medical school. I even thought about potentially becoming a journalist, but decided that wasn't the journey that I wanted to take. Um, You would be surprised to know that my very first job out of college, I actually took a position working at an insurance company of all things as an underwriter. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And did not like it. Very quickly discovered that was not the field for me and and needed to be in an environment where I was not actually sitting in an office. That was something I knew I wanted earlier on and found myself in the pharmaceutical sales. And it really was introduced to me through a friend and I explored the option. And it took me a couple years to garner an opportunity in that field. So I actually sold copiers, in fact, simile to get that sales experience first. And it wasn't easy. You're literally throwing mud on the wall, hoping something sticks. But talk about giving someone in their 20s, right out of college, a level of experience and giving them the confidence to not only tell a story, but be passionate about the story and then close them on the business is a great way for me to just learn the business of selling and also understanding that, look, I can do this. And I was good at it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But quickly realizing I could not get passionate about copiers. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's somehow going to help a company. <laughs> it's important, right? You need, you need facsimile back in those days. That was important when people used to fax things, right? I'm dating myself now. But um, yeah, but it's fun to think back to that because I would go in on Saturdays. I'd do what I had to do, meet with the CEO to drive the business and to close it. So it was really a good foundational um, stepping tool for me to really succeed in the pharmaceutical industry. So fast forward a couple of years, um, first opportunity in pharmaceutical sales, loved it because it was a beautiful marriage of medicine in addition to the ability to bring my authentic self every single day and communicating and helping you know, individuals, specifically providers and helping them elevate what they're trying to achieve in an office. And I loved it, right? Being strategic and analytical, but being authentically present every single day and catering to the needs and pivoting and kind of bobbing and weaving based on the market needs um, was very exhilarating. It still is. I mean, it's interesting. I um, probably launched about, goodness, probably five products, right? And I sold collectively probably over 15 to 20 products. And it's been really a, within this 15-year journey, it has been very motivating and inspiring. And I, I absolutely love it. And I also found myself, you know, helping and developing and training individuals too along the way. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. So it's been very rewarding and satisfying in that respect. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you you bring up a good point in terms of just, I often share this. I think that when you think about work opportunities right out of college, I think sales is a great one on so many levels. It's like Mm -hmm. the interpersonal training, like aside from just the aspect of selling in and of itself, like that um, rigorous training, but like the confidence building, the communication skills you develop, like all of that, the emotional intelligence to recognize that when you walk in an office, you don't just, you know, say, you know, anything and run over the receptionist because they're just as much of a gatekeeper to getting to that, you know, key influencer in terms of the HCP than anyone else in the office. So you learn all all of these skills that become transferable for other areas. Oh, it's vital. Absolutely. These are life skills, right? And to be able to pivot and weave is just so critical and to adapt. And you quickly learn that, you know, it's not so much what I want to say, but really adapting to how the receiving and wants to be communicated to, right? And learning how to message accordingly so that it's being received and you're meeting them where they are. And it's not about your agenda. Yes, you have an objective, particularly in sales, right? It's all about those numbers, right? But it really is about connecting and showing up and caring first in order to get that buy-in. And that's a process that I just, I love it, right? In pharma, in life, in general, you know, it is it's very satisfying. Yeah. So it's been a really, really rewarding journey. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know when we first met, we were doing that same kind of similar work. And then you made this transition from sales into marketing. So talk to us a little bit about kind of what informed that decision and aspiration for you? And then a little bit about your journey in making that transition. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to bring it back just a little bit. I'm thinking back to my initial, my initial pharmaceutical sales job. So I was there for a good nine to 10 years, literally just, I don't want to use the word coasting, but comfortable, right? Succeeding, achieving, doing great. My, I think my son was six months old at the time. He had about a hundred, 102 degree temperatures. So I was home from work and I receive a phone call and I'm remembering I'm holding on to him with my left hand. I run to the kitchen. I grab the telephone and I'm like, hello. 
And, and she says on the, on, the, on the other end, he's like, Don, would you be interested in reopening up your application for your MBA program and apply? We're starting a program in the next two months. And in that time, not that I was, you know, certainly busy enough, but in that time, I decided I'm going to go for it. And I have to say, in that two-year journey of achieving my MBA, that was when I really fell in love with that strategic piece, right? Kind of putting the puzzles together. And, and I was also ready for a change to really kind of accelerate my learning and kind of use my mind in a different way and to apply myself in a different way. And I have to tell you, you know, because I know Lord, the Lord speaks in so many different ways. And I felt like the fact that the last day of my class, that's how it was a two and a half year journey, the last day of the class ended on the milestone birthday of mine. And I said, this has got to be the gift of yeah. all gifts. <laughs> so I took advantage of it. So to answer your question, that was a pivotal moment when I had decided, you know what, I'm going to make a shift. Yeah. So then, um, if you bear with me, I'm going to share with you this journey of me moving. So my husband, so I graduated in October. And I think back September, um, Matt was laid off from his position, from his job. Okay. Mm-hmm. October, I graduated. Uh, November, he actually received an offer to work for a consulting firm that had him traveling back and forth from New York City. One month later, in November, he's asked him if he wanted to move to New York City, comes home, we talk about it, and for, for the grace of God, I said, you know what, I think I'm ready to do this, let's make this change. Didn't have all the answers, but was like, we're going to go for this, right? Mm-hmm. And in that process... I figured, you know, this might be a good opportunity for me to explore another company. Never thought about it. Ten and a half years with this one organization in Minnesota. And I thought, why not take a look at another organization and see if maybe there's other ways for me to potentially grow within pharmaceutical sales, being that I was a little bit limited since the home office of the other organization was based elsewhere, right? That's the one misnomer. It can be difficult transitioning when you're not necessarily living where a company is headquartered. So I applied and flew out to New York City. I had, I think it was three, no, excuse me, it was two interviews and I got the job. So all of these things, we we decided to move to New York City. Uh, We sold our house in, I think it was less than a month. We went to New York City. Yes, went to New York City and spent the entire weekend to identify a school for the kids. I have two boys as well. And um, also decided where we were going to live, signed, everything was locked and loaded, and we moved January 1st. <laughs> and on another milestone day. <laughs> January 1st, New wow. Year's Day, we were in a new city, new jobs, new school, new culture. And I got to tell you, when it's meant to be, all everything will just lay in place. The world will collaborate and it will just move forward. And I'm not saying it was 100% easy because it wasn't, but it felt right. And it just, in a lot of ways, everything was just moving so seamlessly. So we've been here now for four and a half years and it gave me um, such phenomenal opportunity. You know, I came on board to this new organization with such a mission, not only to do well in the sales capacity, but I was brought on understanding that I wanted to potentially move into an opportunity in headquarters. And I was very soon on pegged for leadership, right? A lot of times sales reps are asked to move once you've been in it for a while and you do well. The assumption is you want to move into leadership as a district sales manager. 
um, quickly realizing that was not the path that I wanted to take. I wanted to move into marketing. So they gave that the right opportunity as a secondment, which is an, an assignment where you are given this unique opportunity for a period of time to assume a role. It's mm-hmm. a full-time position. And I've been in this now for nine months and it's been tremendous. It's a full-time position. It's a lot of responsibility and it's been transformative. Now, the question is, how did I get there? It wasn't easy. You know, it took, it, I had far more yet, you know, no's than yeses, right? I applied probably for secondment for, I would say probably three or four times before I finally landed this one. But in that process, I connected with individuals who supported me. I found opportunities to lead within my organization to help um, not only plant a seed, but just just to kind of innovate, right? To show, to you know, to kind of lead and find ways to um, kind of create new new ways of doing things. So I have to, and I think back to a pivotal time. I remember I was called on since I was a lead expert for one of my products. And someone in marketing had asked me to help them lead a workshop for a POA. And it was in that time where I got to do this wonderful presentation and really apply my practical knowledge as it relates to this product and also the sales perspective and how to um, improve in this specific example was the cost and coverage messaging. Mm -hmm. And it went so well that about a month later, they called me back. This marketer called me back and said, hey, we really appreciate what you had to say and your contributions. Would you mind taking some time and coming in headquarters and helping us out for a think tank as we're looking to evolve this piece for our upcoming, um, our upcoming POA? And I said, absolutely. Sign me up. Let's do it. <laughs> so that was probably my very first experience collaborating on a project one-on-one um, and just fell in love with the process. It was fantastic. So when you think about transitioning, you have to identify your champions, right? First, you have to look for opportunities to lead in this space. You really need to ensure that you are available and you're looking for those small opportunities so, so that you're showing that you, you have a certain level of interest, not only that, but you're capable, right? And that you want to improve and impact and find those opportunities of innovation so that when there are questions and they can think back to you know to a time when you've contributed and they can say, well, let's bring her in here. Maybe she can help. And that was a prime example of that. I certainly didn't think of it at the time, but it was validating, validating and reassuring to me that, you know, you never know who's watching and you never know when you'll be called on because of something that you did um, just unconditionally because you're called on to do. So you always want to show up with authenticity. You always want to put forth 100% and just, um, you know, just do right by your capabilities. And that has really proven time and time again, because I have been called on a number of times. And when I think about my champions and the people who have advocated for me, it is a direct result of the contributions that I've made, where mm-hmm. they brought me down. I, said, well, I, can, I recall on a significant moment when Dawn did X, Y, Z, and based on that, that's why we would love to have her um, come on in. So that type of advocacy is really valuable. And it comes from just, you know, putting your best foot forward because you never know who's watching and you never know (laughs) when you'll be called on to do something you never would have, you know, imagined. So Absolutely. And I love that you shared, I think you you shared so many gems just now, but the two that are out of my mind are that 
advocacy is built on demonstration of capability. So there's this, sometimes this thought of like, oh, well, I'm in this working environment, particularly with the work that we do at at Career Thrivers. It's like, okay, I'm in this working environment and I am the only fill in the blank. Maybe you're the only woman or you're the only person or whatever the case, or you may be the youngest, whatever the case may be. And it's like, how do I build advocacy here so that I have those people that are rooting for me in the rooms that I'm not in? And you just hit the nail on the head. That doesn't just come from likability. Like there's this aspect of like, you know, charisma and likability that's important, but that does not trump performance. Like you have got to show that you are capable of doing an excellent at the work that you're doing and then that is what leads to that that level of advocacy that you're looking for so I, I love that. I love it that's so key I gotta tell you when people go because people will go to bat for you and advocate for you if they have seen you perform because they're really putting a lot of faith on you that's why I talk about this brand equity you want your reputation will always show up before you do right? It is essential that you really take care and really cater to the value that you want to bring and that you're perceived in that way. So that that's so vital and so very important. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Another gem that people caught that you shared was this idea of leadership, right? So you shared this really great story of like, okay, I'm in this role. The next step is to be a district business manager. I'm not necessarily interested in people leadership, but you did look for opportunities to lead. So it's this idea of leading from where you are. Even if you don't have direct reports, you can still lead. Absolutely. And it just feels good, right? I mean, you just want to be helpful. And that's exactly right. And, and, be, and be, a, be, a, you know, be a resource. That was one of my goals is I just want to be someone folks can call on. I'm not always going to have the answers. In fact, I'm going to guarantee you that I'm not going to have all the answers, but I'm certainly going to help you get there and give you the confidence to know that you're more than capable and we can figure it out together. But yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the biggest differentiators is that I've always leaned into opportunity, even though I don't have all the answers and being a, being a key resource for sure. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. You know, when you, when I reflect on the transition over from, you know, sales and marketing, the biggest, you know, challenge is, you know, this, there's this misnomer that sales representatives are big on execution, right? That's all we do. We are given a tactic and we execute, we do, we execute, and there isn't a whole lot of thought process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that that's not necessarily the case, right? So you want to make sure that you're building stories and experiences where you are bringing things from end, from the beginning to the end and being very strategic you know, from Mark, from, from research and analytics and just and from insights and then driving the results. Right. Mm-hmm. And that really is, that's what differentiates, uh, I think the good from the better from the best, as my mother used to always say, it's very, um, it's a good story if you're able to identify that for sure. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. What's something that you would say has surprised you now that you've made this transition into marketing, you're no longer on the outside looking in, but you're in the meetings, you're, you're yeah. in the think tanks. What's something maybe that has surprised you now that you have a different perspective on the work? Yeah. So marketing, a lot of people think marketing is more creative, right? That it's all creative. It is a lot of brand management, um, particularly in this industry, where, you know, I'm having conversations, of, you know, in finance, P&L planning, we're talking op planning, even the, um, you know, on one of our biggest resources are starter allocation, right? Those type of things. Um, and the analytical piece is huge. 
And I would say that that was probably one thing that I I didn't necessarily, I'm not, I mean, I, I enjoy it, but I didn't anticipate the gravity of it, I will say. And it's a very important piece of the business. Um, and it's, it's an essential piece, but you're managing it all. And I'm, I actually am on a small brand. So I'm it. In addition to my colleague, who is the actual lead, we are it. So there's a lot of responsibility there. And it's, there's a lot of key learnings. And it's really been pretty dynamic having exposure to every aspect of the business, the good, the bad and the ugly. So um, that level of you know, complexity of product management wasn't, I didn't know, you don't know until you're in it. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that was one big thing for sure. The other thing is a lot of folks is as brilliant as everyone is, we are all problem solving consistently mm-hmm. and also figuring it out as we go along. So that's the other thing as well, is that you have to understand that, look, you're not going to know everything. You have to be resourceful, ask as many questions early and often mm-hmm. and and trust but always verify that's the other key thing love always. that always love that. <laughs> yes awesome. yeah yeah awesome. but it's been it's been an amazing journey i have so loved being able to advocate for the field in being in-house it's been such a journey and such a pleasure being able to say look i you know from a sales perspective this is what i believe they need and it's always verified by senior leadership but just being able to bring in that perspective has just been so rewarding and helpful and it's it's nice to know that you know that viewpoint is 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 important and it's valued Yeah. yeah 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 love that so we talked a little bit about you know advocates and you having advocates and that being really helpful mm-hmm. as you transition, when you think about your career and just your network, you know, obviously that's an important component. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the lifeline leaders in your career and how you have cultivated those strong relationships? Yeah, I got to tell you. So I always talk about having spiritual mentors, right? I have the folks who are my warriors in real life. I have the ones that I've never met. I have the ones that have passed away. Maya Angelou, my spiritual mentor. I love her. Um, you know, and then I have my core group as well that I depend on who will tell me when I'm not aligned to who I truly am. These are people that I've known for a, a core group of, um, five women that I've known for oh, over 25 years, right? Long time again, dating myself again, <laughs> but people who know who I am and will be able to tell me, look, you are not in your lane in terms of how we know who you, you know, know who you are and you want people in your life who will tell you the truth all the time. And then I've got the advocates within the organization, the folks who I can go to. There's two in particular, one man, actually, and another woman who I'm being very um, grateful for that I can approach when I'm having challenges and who will give it to me 100%, right? Um, What am I doing well? Where have I fallen short? What can I do better? These are people who believe in my capabilities and and are 100% um, on board with what I'm wanting to do and what I want to, to you know, what I'm looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you from day one, I have been 100% transparent with my ambitions, you know, of helping people then also just achieving. And I kind of have my, I have my plan for sure. Um, that's one thing I'll say is just don't be transparent with what you want to do, what you want to achieve and tell people so they know that to keep an eye out for opportunities because they know like, yes, you love what you're doing, but you also have a goal in mind. 
And I think it really serves you well when you're transparent. So yeah, so you have to have those advocates inside. I always say you have to go to your supporters, particularly when you're looking for opportunities for advancement. And um, there are going to people be people who aren't going to believe that you're a right fit. And that, that happens. I've had those instances all the time. You people who have a perspective of sales representatives and that's okay. They can have that perspective. I'm going to go where I know that I'm going to be valued because that's the environment I want to be in. And, um, and that, and that's okay because there's plenty of other opportunities. So I always, I have a couple who are just so supportive and will be just so real with me whenever I need that. And it's, and it's often, it's a weekly basis. We have conversations. So very grateful to that. That's yeah. Fantastic. Know what you want. <laughs> yes, you do. And to share it. And, you know, it's our job to our individual job to cater to and support our value, right? We have to nurture our value. It's no one's, no one else has that job. It's no one else's responsibility. Um, yes, we want people to see our value and to hopefully hire you based on the value that you can bring, but no one can validate that, you know, validate your purpose. You really have to come with that and firm, firm grounding. So, so good. So tell yeah. us, how, how can we stay connected with you, Don? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, well, I have my new day to shine, new day to shine on Instagram. Okay. So please find me on there. And of course, Dawn Campbell Holtz, that's my middle, my maiden name in the middle there on LinkedIn. So I want everyone to reach out to me. I am a big supporter of just management of life, right? If any questions and how to transition, how to build your resume, how to just have a conversation, you know, developing your value proposition, how to, you know, you know, create that language that will translate a little bit more palatable and be received a little bit better in the marketing realm. That takes a bit of a nuance, right? So I'm there for that. If anyone needs any assistance in any of that realm, I'm here for you. So don't be afraid to reach out and um, ping me, call me, message me, and we'll, we'll connect. More, more than willing to do that. So I'd love it. That is awesome. Thank you. And are there any ways that we can support you in terms of what you have going on or what you're looking to do next? Oh, goodness. I'll have to think about that one. Ways to support me. I would say, you know, for everyone out there, just continue to find ways to elevate others, I would say. I think that especially as women, you know, share your journey with each other, right? And be open and transparent about it, even with the challenges so that we can make each other better. I just think we live in a world where people are so careful not to, to be very... I don't want people should be competing with each other. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say. We really need to support and lift each other up. So I would just implore everyone to just, you know, look for ways to help and elevate others, and um, let's just do it together. I mean, that's really what it's all about. You know? Love it. That's yeah. definitely what we're about here. We're all about. I know, Brittany. You're all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. And like we end every show, we want to know what do you think being a thriver means? What comes to mind when you think of being a thriver? Oh, I love, love that question. That is so great. What it means to be a thriver, I would say is nurturing your self value and sharing it unapologetically. Mm. That is what it means to thrive. Yes. Yes. Period. Period. You heard it. 
<laughs> right here. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been such an awesome conversation. So many pearls on making the transition and not just from sales to marketing. I think just navigating your career as a whole and doing it so gracefully with a family and just continuing to move up at your organization. I'm super proud of you and really excited for what's to come. So thank you for sharing today. Thank you, Brittany. And I have to say that you, my dear, have inspired me for many years. So I'm so grateful to be sitting here with you today. And thank you for the opportunity. Thank Thank you so much. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to learn something that you can implement to truly level up. It would mean so much to have you subscribe, rate, and review the Career Thrivers podcast. Don't forget to share with a friend. And until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.